Hey, guess what? It's time for Making Kayfabe with your hosts, Bryce and Dylan. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Making Kayfabe. It's the show where me and Bryce, we go back through wrestling history with our little archaeologist brushes. We dust off those fossils. We take a look at them. We rebuild them into different looking skeletons in our big museum of wrestling. That's what Making Kayfabe is all about. What about that for an intro? I, 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 that's our next project, the fucking Museum of Kayfabe. How about that? Yeah, but we just like put the skeletons together wrong, you know? And, yeah, uh, man. Like, and then we, we, with all this t-shirt money we're going to have, you know, and uh, yeah, it's, we'll build it's a... It's rolling in. Yeah, it's rolling in. Build a whole museum, definitely. Coming next year. Any day now, really. I mean, if <laughs> You've got to set expectations, that. though. Oh, can you imagine if we had our own museum full of, of wrestling oh. um, tombolas and stuff? So it's like there's... This is what the moon looks like when you see it through <laughs> RBD's eyes in space. You know? There's like a whole section for the zombie. There's like there's a big bit about Canada, and you're like, you probably want to know. You've you've all heard about the the Mounties maple syrup match. Probably, <laughs> I've always wanted to know where does maple syrup come from. And you know, like, you know new listeners idea. are so confused right now. <laughs> this is a really good idea. Let's um, re- let's, re- let's reel it back in. Why are we here? Why are we here? Oh yeah, thank you very much for asking, Bryce. Well, we are here to raise <laughs> the donations for the Making Kayfabe Museum. Oh, God. <laughs> I'm only joking. We're here because I'm going to tell you a great story about a, a little man known as Mike Awesome. Are you familiar? I don't know how little he was. He was pretty big, actually. <laughs> he was like six foot something. But I mean, he was he was called Mike Awesome, right? If you've got a name like that, you expect it to to be pretty dang good. Pretty awesome. You would expect that, the bare minimum. So in his career, he's been in Japan. He's been over here in the, well, in the Western world, I suppose. He was in ECW and WCW. And then in WWE, of course, as we all remember. Or do we? Well, I'm about to, I'll explain a lot. So I'm going to tell you all about how I made Mike Awesome into a beast. Are you going to tell us how you made Mike Awesome awesome? Yes, even more awesome. Oh, make awesome, 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 Mike, awesome. That was his scene music. <laughs> awesome, awesome, make awesome. That's yeah. brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> his uh, his full name is awesome, awesome, but Mike is just a nickname. <laughs> <laughs> My friends awesome. call me Mike. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, awesome, Mike, awesome. Anyway, <laughs> would you like me? Would you like me to tell you the history of Mike Awesome before we get into into the rebooking? Yes, let's go for it. Let's hear some history of Mike Awesome. Alright, I find this history really interesting, so I wrote a lot of it. Hopefully you find it interesting too. But he started, he debuted in 1989. Can you believe that? 1989? Jeez, like, yeah. I, I, did, I thought he was like more recent than that. Um, but no, dude, he started way back in 1989. And um, after a while, he moved to Japan. Pretty soon after he debuted, he moved to Japan to work for Frontier Martial Arts Wrestling. Otherwise known as FMW, which is what I will be calling it through this because it's hard to say Frontier Martial Arts Wrestling <laughs> in our long show. That's a mouthful. So he was called the Gladiator and he debuted there in 1990. And whenever Mike Awesome was working there in the early days of FMW, it was very, very deathmatchy. Yeah, know, I was going to say, is that another one with exploding rings and stuff? Well, it is. I thought it was the same one that Cactus Jack and, and Terry Funk had their exploding deathmatch in. Mm. Turns out that was a different promotion. There <laughs> never, were, there were, never a there crazy were, Japanese promotion. There were many, many <laughs> Japanese promotions where they had just death matches for no reason, I guess. So, 
this is this is a different one. So this is a great fit for Mike Awesome, right? Because we know him now from ECW, who's very athletic and you know hardcore. So he seemed to fit in there pretty well, and he de- he developed his style there, which was you know the big strong style, mixed with this more athletic kind of temperament, which he was inspired by after working with a wrestler called Damien Six Six Six, who was a luchador. It's a great name, isn't it? Mm. Kind of got inspired by Damien Six 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 and his luchador ways. So in 1993, he formed a group called Team Canada in FMW. Interesting. 1993, he did that. Also, hmm. I don't know if you know this, but Mike Awesome is American. I was going to say, yeah, he's not, he's not Canadian, yeah, so... Hmm. He, was, he was born in Florida, and yet, in his career, he was in two different stables called Team Canada. Yeah. <laughs> Why? Like, what the fuck? I, I was like, is, is there any connection to Canada here whatsoever? I don't, I don't see it. <laughs> but two different groups called Team Canada. I thought he was Canadian for ages because he was in Team Canada. I'm like, that's how you know, right? That's bizarre. So there you go. I mean, in um, FMW, he, he joined a lot of different stables because that's the style of the time, death matches and stables, right? So after a while, that company started to tone down their death matches, trying to focus on more traditional, less explosive style, literally. And uh, they used Mike Awesome to kind of focus on as Gladiator. He won their heavyweight championships. It was called the Brass Knuckles Heavyweight Championship in mm. September 1995. Uh, he had to vacate it, but then he won it back again in May 1996, and he held it for 489 days. Wow. It's pretty good. It's the longest reign in that promotion. Uh, guess who he lost it to? Uh, Cactus Jack. No, but I'll tell you who it was. It's a young man known as Masato Tanaka. Oh, really? Of you might course, because that started the rivalry. Yeah, yeah. Nice yeah. One. During that reign, he also won the Independent Heavyweight Championship which he also lost to um, Masala Tanaka in the same match because he was a double champion. Mm. What a shame. But Mike Awesome won all sorts of... He won loads of championships in, in FMW. While he was there, Sabu ha- had been doing a tour of Japan. Sabu, of course, well-known for his deathmatch hardcore style. Mm. And he had told Mike Awesome about ECW back in the States. So Mike Awesome would, would sometimes travel back to the United States for a couple of shows in ECW. So he did that in 1993 and 1994, back when it was still Eastern Championship Wrestling, before it became extreme. And that's very important. And then Sabu kind of told him, ah, come on back. I think you'll enjoy it. So in 1994, I believe it was, at a show called The Night the Line Was Crossed, he uh, did a big dive to a guy called JT Smith and like almost crushed his spine oh, against, against the, the ring barriers, you know, the crowd barriers. Ugh. And uh, w- or ECW, of course, because it's ECW, would just put that bit in their like highlight reel at the beginning of the show. <laughs> they were like, yeah, this is great. You know, whatever in reality here. <laughs> this is extreme. ECW. But that's what they would do. You know, they would put the bits where people broke their neck and like put that on the main in the intro. People need to see that. Such a great advertisement. Tonight you're going to see somebody break their neck. Yeah. Somebody's probably gonna die. It's ECW. Come on down. You know, <laughs> that's what they do. So it wasn't until 1998 that he kind of came back full time to wrestle in ECW because I think he he left FMW around about that kind of time and went straight to ECW with a uh-huh. with a better gig because he knew that he could wrestle that style and because he was such a bigger guy, you know, he would he would totally get over in in, in that company. 
Mm. Another very smart thing that, that Paul Heyman did to really make Mike Awesome look good is he restarted the rivalry with Masato Tanaka. Smart. See, Paul Heyman being a smart dude. Smarter than he looks. So in September 1999, after he was briefly away for an injury, Mike Awesome won the ECW Heavyweight Championship. He beat the champion Taz and his old rival, Masato Tanaka. Tanaka. Masato Tanaka in a triple threat match. So he lost the belt to, take a guess, who, who could he possibly have lost the belt to? Oh, somebody like Masato Tanaka. Exactly, on December 17th. But he won it back a week later on December 23rd because he's pretty awesome. Awesome, Mike, awesome. While he was champion for the second time, he also won the ECW Tag Team Championships with Raven, one of my favorites, on March 4th, 2000, beating Tommy Dreamer. And who could Tommy Dreamer possibly be tagging up against to fight Mike, awesome? Surely not. (laughs) Who could it be but Masato goddamn Tanaka? Uh, um, Raven and Mike Awesome would then go on to lose the belts a week later because it's ECW. Who gives a fuck, right? You know, you know what I like about that though. Like they have always been enemies. Like I mean, even even to like a one night stand, they were fighting each other and kicking the fuck out of each other. Like I love that. They're just yeah. like they, they just hate each other so much that they just they always kind of um, come together and just like kick the shit out of each other. I love that. I love a good long time rivalry like that. You know, where you just like these two guys just hate each other. How, how many times has somebody done something despicable in wrestling and then to somebody else and then it's like forgotten about a year later, you know? Exactly. Like, how many people are just like rivals for life? And like that, that's, that is incredible. I love that so much. Well, that's probably the last we're going to hear, Masato Tanaka. So here's a fun little, little tidbit that we kind of talked about in the Taz episode way back in season one. So if you haven't heard that episode already, go back and listen to it, guys. Actually, listen to this one first and then go and listen to that one. <laughs> And then listen to this one again, and you'll have all the information you need. But basically, second ever episode. Yeah, and what a great episode that was. Look how far we've come. So far. We're exactly the same place. (laughs) So while Mike Austin was the ECW champion in the second reign, he appeared on WCW television on April the 10th, 2000. So obviously that bothered a couple of the guys in ECW because Austin was contracted to ECW. But, you know, it turns out he wasn't contracted to ECW. He was not contracted to WCW because he wasn't happy about Paul Heyman not paying him money. <laughs> it's shocking, isn't it? Like, Probably the first. What a, what a dick. <laughs> it's the first I've heard about Paul Heyman not giving people money. But... You know, that's always bothered me. Like, how Make Awesome. Like, I remember one night stand, like, Joey Styles is proper laying into Make Awesome, saying he's a no good <laughs> piece of shit. And, like, <laughs> dude, like, if, if I wasn't getting paid and, like, some other company came along and said, how about we pay you twice as much? I'd be like, fucking right. Yeah, sounds good. Yeah, you'd probably go for it. And WCW were handing out ridiculous. Contracts. Yeah, like, probably got like a million dollar contract or something at WCW. I, would, I wouldn't be surprised if that was what he was making. So, this all led to a very strange situation which was, of course, the brainchild of Paul Heyman, who needed to get the ECW championship off of Mike Awesome. So he made a deal with WCW and WWE, or WWF as it were, where Taz, former ECW champion, current WWF employee, would fight and beat current ECW champion and current WCW employee, Mike Awesome, for the championship on an ECW pay-per-view, which later on led to Taz appearing on WWF television wearing the ECW championship. And fighting Triple H. Yeah, and we all know how that turned out. Mm-hmm. 
so you can see that Mike Awesome has achieved a su- uh, tremendous success in FMW and ECW. His career was skyrocketing at this point. His feud with Masato Tanaka is already legendary. So his career in WCW should be pretty fucking good, right? I mean, look, look, look at the trouble he got himself in just by signing with them. Mm. You know, like it must be worth all of that, right? <laughs> so Mike Awesome comes in. He's kind of aligned with the new blood. This is the smack dab right when WCW split into two. The new blood, which was the heel group of young up and comers and the millionaires club, which was the fierce group of all the old dudes that everybody had seen for the last 10 years in WCW. Like, what the fuck? How does that work? Wouldn't the older dudes be the bad guys because they want to keep their spot? Nope. So the new blood, um, obviously Mike Awesome kind of buddies up with them because they're the the younger people. You know, the new blood consists of uh, a bunch of guys I can't be bothered to list right now. (laughs) Wikipedia says, well, Wikipedia says David Arquette and David Flair are members of the new blood. So it must have been good. Turns out (laughs) Reno, of course, was in that stable. So it must have been great. Did you just stop reading after that? Just uh, David Arquette, David Flair, right? Fuck this. <laughs> the two Davids, it's got to be quality, right? <laughs> so, Mike Awesome debuted, what did we say? April, right? In July, three months after debuting in April, Mike Awesome was now suddenly obsessed with larger ladies. So now he adopted the moniker of the, the fat chick thriller. Thriller spelled with, without the R. Without you know, the R. T H R I L L A. Instead of the ER. Oh, right. So the second R. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The one at the end. So we all know how that went. In September, two months after changing his gimmick to the fat chick thriller, he changed his gimmick again to that 70s guy, whatever the fuck that's supposed to mean. <laughs> I mean, now he has a bus and he's a hippie, I guess, because the hippie movement famously happened in the 60s, not the 70s, but whatever. We all know how that went. In January 2001, a whole four months after he changed his gimmick to the 70s guy, he changed his gimmick again to be a Canadian career killer, whatever that means. And he joined the WCW version of Team Canada alongside Lance Storm, who was Canadian, and Elix Skipper, who was American. (laughs) So it's one Canadian in Team Canada. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Actually, I believe they had another member of Team Canada who... It wasn't a wrestler, but I believe, and somebody correct me if I'm incorrect here, but it was the former Mighty. Oh, really? So there you go. So uh, when the WWF bought out WCW and uh, initiated the super great and very well-loved invasion angle, Mike Awesome was the... <laughs> Everybody loves critically, it. Critically acclaimed. Pretty good. <laughs> By us, and we know what we're talking... We're wrestling historians. We're we archaeologists. Are. We discussed yeah. this earlier. Yeah. <laughs> so whenever this great angle happened... Mike Awesome was the first to strike blood when he won the prestigious Hardcore Championship from uh, who the fuck cares? It was Rhino. It, it was Rhino. And then uh, he lost it to whoever the fuck. It was, it was Jeff Hardy was a few it? weeks later. <laughs> and then after teaming with Lance Storm to fight Edge and Christian at the Invasion pay-per-view because, you know, Team Canada. From there, that was his highlight pretty much. His career pretty much went nowhere. Didn't do anything of any note and eventually was released in September 2002. Too. but apparently he was very happy about it he was pretty happy to not be there anymore he said he had a bad time from there he stayed mostly in the independence for a few years he was in tna for a little bit because that's what people do he appeared at wwe's ecw one night stand in 2005 uh, who did he fight who could he possibly fight <laughs> that show 
They're going to be having mentioned them in at least five minutes. That's right. You're a friend of mine, Masato Tanaka. The Mountie. Oh, okay. Uh, if only. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. Dude, oh my I've, God. I've, I've said this to you probably a hundred times since I've known you, but legit, one of my favorite matches of all time is that Mike Awesome versus Masato Tanaka match at ECW One Night Stand. Mm-hmm. It is the most fucking brutal match. And, like, obviously, these days it's it's hard to watch, like, cheer shots to the head and stuff, but. <laughs> then like, you're not going to like that match. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, there's one or two of them, yeah, like, fucking stiffies, but, but no, man, it's, it's such a, a great, just brawl. Of, two guys who just clearly fucking hate each other and just taking all the punishments oh there's no there's barely any fucking psychology to it it's just move after move after move but it's just two big guys kicking lumps out of each other and yeah, yeah it's it's that finish as well we're, we're awesome power bombs them over the top rope through the table and then from off screen <laughs> fucking crashes onto him like so good man like so good that, yeah. that's my favorite make awesome moment definitely I mean that is a great match, man. I mean, if you have, I, I, I don't know if you've seen some of the ones he's done in ECW um, against Masala Tanaga. It's exactly what you expect, dude. I'd imagine similar, yeah. If you like the one night stand match, you're gonna have a great fucking time, you know. Yeah. But uh, he retired it in 2006 after saying that he wasn't paid for the one night stand show. He wasn't paid, really. That's what he said. So oh, now, now you're like, okay, so he didn't get paid by Paul Heyman or by Vince McMahon. Oh no, <laughs> Eric Bischoff was like, the one to look after him. <laughs> yeah, did Bischoff pay him? Uh, fuck, I don't know. Maybe. I mean, did. they would have to, like, to get the fucking seventies guy gimmick. <laughs> yeah, it never got over though. No need to pay him if he didn't do the job right. <laughs> anyway, it was a gimmick that was built for success. It's it's an absolute wonder how he didn't get that over. <laughs> Anybody could get that over. Shawn Michaels could get that over. <laughs> Eddie Guerrero, it's the seventies guy. I guarantee you, Eddie Guerrero could get that fucking thing over. <laughs> Anybody's gonna do it. It's gonna be Eddie. Um, do you want to hear some 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 rebooking? I um, would absolutely love for you to rebook Mike Awesome. When when are you rebooking him? Is this WCW Mike Awesome you doing? Yes, it is. Because like we said, he seems to have had a pretty good career up to WCW, right? Yeah. And in my mind, anybody with a fucking brain in their head would know how to book Mike Awesome, right? Yeah. It doesn't, you know, doesn't have to be this storyline, but I'm like, there's, there's probably a bunch of things that you could have done with him that would have been a lot better than giving him a boss. I mean, you know what, man? Like, just, he's, he's, he is, uh, he's a big dude. He's a big athletic guy who can do really cool moves. And, like, I don't understand why they couldn't, why did they made him the fucking sentence guy? Why did they make him the fat chick thriller given these right. stupid gimmicks? Where he's clearly... I mean, I'm not. I'm not going to say he's the best wrestler in the world. Like he's he's very much a big moves kind of guy. You know, you know who he reminds me of these days, actually. And I don't know how much you agree with this comparison, but he reminds me of Walter. You know, Walter is just a like he's not. I think Walter intentionally like he's he's his moves don't look like he's been a trained wrestler. He just looks like he's never done a power bomb in his life. He's going to pick you up and fucking throw you on your fucking head. You know, yes. um, and he's a, a big kind of brawler, the same as Walter, and like. like if, if Mike Awesome is around these days, you know, he would be at the top of, I don't know, like an NXT card or an AEW card or maybe even WWE, I don't know. But You look um, at a guy like Brian Keach, right? Big, muscular dude, huge, good look yeah. to him, but also really athletic, you know? Mm. Same yeah. kind of deal. I'm like, well, this could be like Mike Awesome again, you know? Let's book him like Mike Awesome. Yeah. You know? But so, like you yeah, were saying, like, I don't get why... Like, if somebody's coming into that company with an established kind of gimmick or established um, 
legacy, shall we say, you would want to continue that, right? Why change it? Yeah, why change it? Like WCW at that time had the power plant. They had all these new guys. These like, That's the whole point of the new blood stable. All these new guys that nobody had seen on TV before. They had, they had no gimmicks. Yeah. Why not give them the 70s guy gimmick? Because then if that doesn't get over, then they can find a gimmick that does work, right? Why give anybody the 70s guy gimmick? Well, I just said Eddie Guerrero could get it over, so I'm like, <laughs> somebody could get it over. But I mean, like, why would they take a, a, a guy who's wrestled all over the world and Mike Awesome and go, no, that needs to be repackaged? Yeah, That's someone who kn- who's known for being like a killer, like in in, in Japan and and the exploding fucking ring matches and uh, you know uh, fucking throwing people through tables in ECW. Now he's had a change of heart. Now he's a seventies guy who who yeah. likes fat chicks. Yeah, he just loves fat women. Yeah. Like, well, listen, who who doesn't? All right, no <laughs> judgments there. However, the fuck's that got to do with wrestling? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, who cares? He can who still cares? be a wrestler and like fat chicks that's fine <laughs> i don't see why that has to why does that correlate you know what i mean that defines it that defines him yeah that is now <laughs> him yeah it's his gimmick yeah <laughs> uh anyway so we're not gonna do that yeah well go for it Let, let's let's rebook myself make 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 awesome I'm, I'm keen to hear this you'll soon find out what we do with them So, like, we've established Mike Awesome debuted with the WCW in April 2000. In real life, he, he joined the New Blood, and he started to fight against the older guys at like Kevin Nash, right? Because yeah. I think at that point, I know Billy Kidman was having a feud with Hulk Hogan, and we all know how well that went. Oh, God. Who, again, like, same deal. Who looks at Billy Kidman and Hulk Hogan <laughs> and thinks, you know what? <laughs> I, think. I see something here. <laughs> <laughs> like, what, like... Come on, man. This is this. That's what I have to work with. Okay. And we've already established what I had to work with. The 70s guy. What the fuck? Right? <laughs> so I have blank slate. Here we are. So what we're going to do in my storyline. CM deal. April 2000. The new blood are in full force. And they're trying to take down all the old guys. Hogan, Nash, Hall, etc. So they got their sights set on Kevin Nash. Because he's a really big dude, right? So they take down that big giant. That former heavyweight champion. You know, it'll look really good on them. They'll be able to get their foot right in the door and, and get off on the right foot and some other metaphors involving feet, you know. So Mike Awesome turns up on WCW television. He looks like he's he's going to square up against Kevin Nash and mm. join the New Blood. But instead, he turns around and starts fighting side by side with Kevin Nash. Oh. Ah, so the two of them managed to fend off the New Blood for that episode of Nitro. Uh, and then the next week on Nitro, Kevin Nash is confused. He wants some answers. Mike Sanders from the, the New Blood slash the Natural Born Thrillers, because that's a group within a group. Just why mm. not? It, Mike Sanders comes out. He wants some answers as well. So Mike Awesome comes out. Sanders starts giving him the hard sell, saying he thought that Mike Awesome was with them. He thought, you know, you, I thought you were one of us. We can give you things. We're the, the New Blood. We've got all sorts of, we can, look what we did to Billy Kidman, for example. We got connections. We're making waves in WCW. And we can guarantee that in a couple of years' time, let's say in a year's time from now, April 2000, in a year's time when people talk about WCW, they'll be talking about the natural born thrillers. You can guarantee <laughs> it. They're the young guys. It's their time to shine. They're really angry and they got youth on their side. You know, they'll be the ones who win the war for WCW. So come to the new blood slash natural born thrillers and you'll get everything you've ever dreamed of. So that was the pitch Mike Sanders does. Nash just says, why'd you, why'd you be on my side? Why'd you do that? I can take care of myself. 
you know, as long as it's not about my quads. Well, they're not. <laughs> Don't ask me to look after my quads. It's hard. <laughs> Everything else I can do. I've got so many body parts to look after. I can't look after them all, man. Like. <laughs> they're really big. It's hard, man. You know what I'm. You know what I'm talking about, Mike. Also, uh, <laughs> I know what you're talking about. Looking after your quads. I pull my quads, so yeah. Oh God, oh, I have every day. It's a great time. So. <laughs> Mike Awesome says, the new blood sucks. There are a bunch of young upstarts that don't know any better. Kevin Nash is a cornerstone of this company, you know. Uh, so you think about two big guys like Nash and Awesome standing side by side. Looks pretty impressive, right? Pretty hard to take down. So Nash tells Awesome that he's not really looking for a regular tag team partner or anything because he's been down that road before with Scott Hall. But he wouldn't mind somebody helping him take out the trash. The trash in this case being younger and more authentic wrestlers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a good joke. That's apt because WCW saw them as, yeah. <laughs> so I'm giving myself laugh. Uh, Mike Sanders obviously gets the fuck out of there before these two big men beat the shit out of this tiny dude. So, see that smart dude? That's why he was above average. Mm. That was his nickname, above average Mike Sanders. It's a great nickname. I used to love that name. Like... <laughs> It's so not intimidating at all. <laughs> above above average. Above average. Sixty percent is above average. <laughs> <laughs> you know. So uh, Nash seems pretty indifferent about teaming with Mike Awesome, but at the same time, the two of them making an intimidating team. So well, there's advantages there. The next week on Nitro, Mike Sanders starts to lay down the law. He says he's going to put some of his boys up against this new sexy awesome team. That's their new team name. It's great. I'm a genius. You know, big sexy. Sexy awesome. Like sexy awesome. <laughs> Kevin, yeah. And then Mike Awesome, sexy awesome. Okay. So Oh, you gotta get more of that, trust me. <laughs> Sanders suggests he put up Sean Stasiak and Chuck Palumbo to fight sexy awesome. Nash says he'd rather just beat up Mike Sanders himself one on one. Uh Mike Sanders unsurprisingly says, I don't think so. No, not doesn't don't want that. But Mike Awesome makes a counter offer. How about this? Sanders has picked two of his guys to fight Sexy Awesome at Spring Stampede. I'm sticking with it. But right now, tonight on Nitro, we have a match. Mike Sanders versus, uh, no, Mike Awesome versus another one of Sanders' boys, right? Because they're so good. Why, you know, they'll be okay with fighting Mike Awesome right now. And if Mike uh, Awesome wins, then Sanders is added to the match at the pay-per-view to make it a handicap match. Three against wow. two. How does that for sweetening the deal? So Mike Sanders is conflicted because he doesn't want to get anywhere near Kevin Nash. Fuck that. Nash will mm. fucking rip his head off. But at the same time, having the advantage in a handicap match would be pretty sweet. So he agrees to that stipulation. We have our match. Later on in the night, Mike Awesome beats Big Vito. Uh, you thought I was going to say Reno, but I didn't. He <laughs> beats Big Vito in a crazy match that spills out to the outside and shows Mike Awesome's agility and his, you know, his temperament and stuff. Kevin Nash seems pretty impressed. Now it's time for Spring Stampede. Mike Awesome and Kevin Nash, or if you will, Sexy Awesome, or <laughs> or I've got I've got you I've need got, to stop seeing that name. I'm gonna laugh every time. Well, I've got a couple of alternatives. <laughs> All right, so you ready for this? We got Sexy Awesome. If you don't like that one, how about this one? Sexy Mike. <laughs> sexy Mike. Wait, 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 wait. How about this one? Big Mike. Big Mike. <laughs> what about this one? It's my favorite one. Big Mike and the Sex. <laughs> that was my favorite one big mike in the sex <laughs> do you want to go back to sexy awesome or sexy awesome is the best one i think but yeah <laughs> fair enough <laughs> so sexy awesome we're gonna fight stasiak palumbo and sanders so despite the numbers of bandage and sanders constantly trying to cheat for his team just just the pure power of sexy awesome is too much as you well know 
So, <laughs> so what with it being a handicap match, you know, the rules are a little bit lax, so there's a couple of hardcore elements to it, allowing Awesome more chance to show off what he can do to everybody, to the audience, to his opponents, to Kevin Nash. And it also allows Kevin Nash the opportunity to hit somebody with a chair and not do much else. It plays to both their strengths. Obviously, sexy, awesome win. So that was the Spring Stampede. In real life, on Spring Stampede, all of the belts had been vacated and they were all to be determined on that night, Spring Stampede. So oh, on that shit. Is that, was, that when like Vince Russo and Eric Bischoff were in the ring and they were the same like, I'm just gonna strip everybody of their championships? Yeah, exactly. Hard that was, reset, bro. Yeah, that was like a week or two before that, or a few weeks before that. So all, they were had like like a ton of tournaments going on to determine who was going to be the new champion. So Spring Stampede was just mainly tournament matches to see who the champions were. Mike Awesome, by the way, in real life, was in uh, the United States Championship tournament. Lost to Scott Steiner. Great hmm. way to fucking build this guy up right off the bat. Because this would have been a week after he, he turned up. Oh, God. <laughs> Make him lose straight up clean. Immediately. Yeah. yeah. Scott Steiner. Why, why, why not, right? So in real life, and also in the storyline as well, uh, Buff Bagwell and Shane Douglas are the tag team champions. Okay. Because they're part of the new blood. Some reason, I mean, Buff Bagwell and Shane Douglas are older than all of the young guys in the new blood, and yet... <laughs> Shane Douglas has always been like 50 years old. Right. <laughs> Fucking Buff Bagwell has He's been forever company. been 50 years old. Like. By this point, Buff Bagwell has been the company for like eight years. Yeah. <laughs> and he's he's one of the young guns. So and who again? Who looks at Buff Bagwell and Shane Douglas and thinks you know yeah. be a great tag team? <laughs> These two fucks. Like what? Anyway, so they won the belts. Of course, like again, you have a tournament. Like you could see that weird tag team like fluking their way into a championship win. They had a tournament with that makeshift tag team. Made it all <laughs> the way to the finals. What Fucking the fuck? hell. <laughs> anyway, so. They are the tag team champions. They're healing around. They're being heels. They're also part of the New Blood stable, like I mentioned. While Buff, <laughs> while Bugwell and Douglas, <laughs> which is what I wrote down in my script, I do this. <laughs> I just this is gonna happen a lot with this paragraph. I'm gonna I'm gonna make up a new, as you ha- as you heard with sexy awesome. I'm just gonna keep making up new tag team names for silly tag teams that turn up right. So, uh, Bugwell and Douglas. Is out in the end, I guess. So they're healing about in the episode of Nitro after having won the, the championships at Spring Stampede in some kind of stupid tournament. Immediately, uh, they're put to a stop by the almighty force of Sexy Awesome. Um, so, you know, Nash and, and Bagwell have, have some heat because Bagwell used to be part of the NWO. Awesome and Douglas, familiar with each other as former ECW champions. So despite this, Buff Bagwell and Shane Douglas try their, their hardest to kind of avoid Sexy Awesome because they don't want to lose their tag titles that quickly. They only just won them, you know. Mike Awesome corners Buff Bagwell backstage on an episode of Nitro and basically forces him to accept the match because they're intimidating these tag team champions. Obviously, the heel champions are trying to slip away from it, but Mike Awesome corners them and says, let's do it at Slamboree, the most intimidating of all pay-per-views. <laughs> Slamboree. I'll see you at Slamboree, yeah. Fuck, this is what I have to work with. <laughs> it's, it's almost like you say, it's like, it reminds me of fucking Great Balls of Fire. Like, yeah. I'm going to kick your eyes at Great Balls of Fire. Like, what the fuck is I'm that? I'm going to beat the shit out of you <laughs> at Slamboree. <laughs> We're going to have a big old Slamboree over here. A big old Slamboree. I'm going to have a Slamboree on here. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so, that's it. You know, every couple of weeks, every week, sorry, every week, Mike Awesome, Kevin Nash keep turning up and trying to intimidate. 
buffless bag dog at every opportunity <laughs> they can. Kevin Nash is feeling comfortable teaming with somebody again after he kind of got burned with you know the Scott Hall stuff and the NWO. So he's enjoying being a tag team again. Slam, there's another one coming up, by the way, Bryce, so get ready. <laughs> Slamboree happens. Doug Buff slipped, stink to the ring. They're all nervous and they have a feeling they're about to get their asses kicked. <laughs> I think that's the last one. Kevin Nash comes out, cracking his knuckles. Mike Awesome comes out right behind him with a chair. He bonks Kevin Nash over the head with a chair. And then an incredible show of strength, power bombs Kevin fucking Nash off the stage. Ooh. Ke- yeah, yeah, what do you think of that? Mike Awesome flips Kevin Nash the bird. That means the middle finger. And they tells the camera that's filming him that he doesn't give an F. I mean, it's fuck about Kevin Nash. <laughs> he walks away and Douglas and the butt bag will just stand in the ring, dumbfounded as the referee counts sexy awesome out and the dumbbells retain the tag titles. The dumbbells? Why didn't they come up with that one first? <laughs> are, you, are you telling me that sexy awesome are no more? Yeah. Well, oh, man. That's such a good run. Yeah. Two months, right? So we're going to get to this. The next night on, on Nitro, Mike Awesome, he's out, he cuts a promo. He says that he knows that Kevin Nash isn't backstage tonight and he won't be backstage next week either after what Awesome did to him at Slamboree. See, it's hard to make that sound intimidating, doesn't it? Slamboree! I'm coming to get you. Did you see what Mike Awesome did to Kevin Nash at Slamboree? Slamboree! Well, anyway. <laughs> if anybody wants to hear a podcast where me and Bryce just say Slamboree for an hour... <laughs> And terrible American accents, yeah. And a slamboree. <laughs> so, a slamboree here, boy. <laughs> I really want to do this now. <laughs> anyway, we're gonna okay, we'll do it later. Um so Mike Awesome knew what he had to do to stand out. If he just came in through the back door, he'd end up like everybody else who isn't a pet project of the company or who isn't already a proven hot commodity. The only people who get over in WCW are the old guys who were already over when they arrived and they spent the whole time while they were in the company holding on anybody who could pose a threat to their spot, right? That's just the way it is. So every time somebody new comes into the company, where do they go? Down to the mid-card. They don't get a chance to play with the big boys. Chris Jericho, Eddie Guerrero, Rey Mysterio, Chris Canyon, Raven, even Shane Douglas. Former ECW champion, dominant as all hell, reduced to clowning around with Buff Bagwell because none of them got a chance and none of them were smart enough to take a chance. See, that's the difference. Mike Awesome is not only stronger and more athletic than everybody else on the entire roster, certainly more than anybody else in the main event right about now, but he's smarter than them too. He had to make a statement right off the bat. He comes in, plays friends with Kevin Nash, and then when Nash is least expecting it, you, you twist a knife in his back. Now Kevin Nash is in a hospital nursing those injuries, and when he comes back, he knows that Mike Awesome is going to be waiting for him. He knows that Awesome is going to be angry. Uh, he's going to want his revenge. And Nash is going to want his revenge, but all he's going to find when he comes back is a guy that's more angry than he is. Uh, Mike Awesome is fed up, and he's going to take it out on everybody. Nice. So the I new, like this. Yeah, not bad, right? So the new blood, can you? Can, what a crazy idea for a wrestling company, letting their guys say something about the match. <laughs> what a wacky idea. You never see it these days. The <laughs> new blood stream out from the back. They're happy to hear that Mike Austin has finally seen the light. He's joined their side because they're rallying against the old guys too. Whenever Mike Austin tells them to go F, that means fuck themselves as well. Because he can't say fuck on Nitro, but you know what I mean. You can say uh, F. Yeah, you can say F, but we all know that it means something naughty. Mm. Uh, so he tells them to go F themselves. They were all too stupid to do anything to make names for themselves. They were too content to just save their own mediocre spots on the roster. They weren't happy about shooting for the stars. They are happy where they were. None of them have any uh, balls. None of them have any kind of talent. Look at them. Look at the state of them. 
So Nitro goes off the air with Mike Awesome just beating the shit out of the new blood, right? So now we've had a few weeks of Mike Awesome fighting whoever he happens to piss off. Because as we've seen, he seems to be pissing a lot of people off. We know that he's trying to prove himself. He's already made a name for himself after attacking Kevin Nash like that. And also, he's made it clear that he doesn't like the New Blood or the Millionaire's Club. So a bounty is putting his head from both groups. They're like, we need to get rid of this guy right now. They're desperate to take him out. Time and time again, Mike Austin manages to fight his way out of situations. So, like, for example, eh, I'm just picking this one out of, out of thin air. For example, he's attacked backstage by <laughs> former WCW hardcore champion Reno. <laughs> who's trying to claim the bounty for himself. Mike Awesome throws him through a wall. You know, like, straight through a wall, right? You just got Reno into a storyline. Amazing. Right, and he gets thrown through a wall. Like, you're going to remember It's about that. fucking time. Yeah, there's more. Well, that's that's it for this one, but I'm sure I'll be back next week. So, Sid Vicious comes to attack Awesome on an episode of Nitro because he's trying to claim the bounty too. And he says, all right, here's what we're going to do. We're going to have a match at the Great American Bash. We're going to have Sid Vicious, big, tall, intimidating-looking dude with a powerbomb as a finish versus Mike Awesome. Same deal. You know, pretty cool. Sid is unable to claim the bounty as Mike Awesome puts him away at the Great American Bash. After the match, Kevin Nash appears on the big screen in the oh. parking lot, having recovered from his injuries, and he is beating the shit out of Mike Awesome's car. So Awesome runs out to the parking lot to catch him, but Nash drives away in, like, a truck, like, you know, was giving him the finger at the window, throwing beer cans at him as he runs away, because that's the kind of guy Nash is, right? <laughs> and you could see him do that. So now we have Kevin Nash trying to get the upper hand on Mike Awesome, and he's resorting to his old NWO style of, like, pulling pranks and making the guy look stupid, like that, you know, beating up his car or whatever. Whereas Awesome, in his own way, knows that he's gotten into Nash's head. You know, Nash is trying to play it off as, like, he, he's still in control, but Awesome knows he's in Nash's head. So the, the two guys keep, like, narrowly avoiding, like, physically coming to blows sometimes there's like sneak attacks or like backstage like they'll they'll run away or like nash will drive away or they just miss each other they're being held back by security somehow or another they never get like physically involved but it's tearing wsw apart they're like these two big guys are going to fucking destroy everything so we need to get this shit sorted a match is set for bash at the beach 2000 which i think is in their july pay-per-view kevin nash versus mike awesome one-on-one no gimmicks no nothing. Straight up one-on-one match. Four months worth of build. Two big guys. They do power bombs. Pretty intimidating, impressive-looking power bombs. Let's see which one of them is the best, right? Plus, like I said, you got four months of build for that. It's not coming out of nowhere. You have Mike Awesome go over it, prove that he's a badass, prove that the tide is turning, and the younger generation of wrestlers can get over it without having to resort to dumb bullshit gimmicks like WCW were doing in the year 2000. And then from there... Mike Awesome looks like a legit guy because he beat up Kevin Nash. He beat Sid Vicious. Beat up most of the fucking New Blood who weren't going anywhere anyway. You could have him, like, if you wanted to have him kill off Hulk Hogan as well, you could do that because uh, that fits with the storyline. But if you wanted to continue, like, fighting the New Blood as well, that's in there too. Part of the storyline. Mm. You know? It's all right there. All you have to do is, like, give a guy a good entrance and, like, a couple of months worth of build people are going to buy it. After that, Mike Awesome, he's going to seem like a heel, but if he keeps doing what he does, he'll soon get that like anti-hero Stone Cold Steve Austin-esque kind of business to it, where mm. people are like, he does whatever he wants, and people start to dig it. You do that for a couple of months, you guys over. You know what I mean? Beginning in 2001, you could have had a, you know, I'm, I'm not saying Mike Awesome could have been the star that changed their, that company, but I'm like, they could have tried. 
Yeah. <laughs> you know, they could have given it a shot. So that's that's the storyline. Yeah. I, I like it, man. Um, yeah, it's... it's um. To be honest, it's, it's, it's back to basics, which you sometimes need to do. You know, it's like guy comes in, teams with big guy, turns on him, big match. Like, but that's that's what you need to do sometimes. And like, I love the kind of things in the middle as well because it's not just that because you added like the, the bounty on his head, and I love the Reno cameo by the way. Um, and like <laughs> the thing that got me going was the team names, obviously. Like, I mean, I sexy. Why, why is a team not been called sexy awesome yet? <laughs> it's like the best tag team name in the world. I think I cut loads of like I had loads for Shane Douglas and Buff Bagwell. I've written two um, more of my favourites down. Uh, I've, I've got Buff Buffless Bag Doug. Yes, <laughs> Doug Buff. Yeah, well I had Buff Buffwell, uh, Bag Buff, um, <laughs> Buff and Doug. I think was that Buff, it. Buff and Doug. I don't know where Buff and Doug. Came from. <laughs> but I thought you know this is getting a bit too silly. Maybe I need to focus more on. <laughs> But then it's got Buff Bagwell in it. How could it be serious, you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, but see, see, to be honest, um, I, I really liked what you were saying about how Mike Awesome, he doesn't want to fit into a mould uh, in WCW. Because, like you say, all these new guys come in and they get as far as mid-card and then that's it because you've got Hogan there. You've got bloody, um, you know, Sid Vicious, like Lex Luger, like all these kind of guys that are, um, you know, wrestling at the time and taking the main event. And like he doesn't want to fit into that mold, and neither does he want to fit in with the new blood either, because they've wasted their chance as well. So they're just a bunch of deadbeats. Like Mike Awesome's his own man, and he's going to make his own kind of um, uh, he's going to make his own destiny. So and it, it culminates in Awesome versus Nash, which is uh, that's going to have a big match feel, um, mm, especially exactly. like, like, say, the thing. battle like, battle with the power bombs. But yeah, nobody's going to go into Nash versus Mike Awesome and think this is going to be a five star classic right here. Mm. You know. But like, if it's it's got build, it's got a reason for happening. It's not just those two fucking guys having a match on Nitro. There's a reason it's happening, and because of that, there's like stakes. People have somebody to believe in. You know, they either want Nash to win because what Awesome has done to him has been, you know, too too far, or they want mm. Mike Awesome to win because it's about time somebody put these guys in their place, right? There's a story to it and, and emotion and stuff like that, and. Uh, I think that's you know something that's that's sorely missing from wrestling these days. Yeah, and at very worst, that match is going to be just a big old horse fight, isn't it? So yeah, like, exactly. Two big guys just going back to the Masato Tanaka and make awesome kind of um, analogy. Just two big guys kicking the fuck out of each other. Like why why wouldn't you want that? So right, sometimes yeah. that works. They know that. Yeah. Sometimes that's just what you want to see. Yeah, and, exactly. And I give it to that. I give it to the people. There you go. You gave it. Like it's what you're going to get in making kayfabe. We're going to give you what you want. And if you want sexy awesome, we're going to give you that, like, just so much. Well, we are sexy awesome, really. (laughs) Yeah, we are the sexy awesome. We're we're renaming our podcast. Sexy awesome podcast. (laughs) Well, speaking of giving the people what they want, Bryce, Mm. we all know what they really want. Tell me what the people want, Dylan. We can pour our hearts into writing storylines like Kevin Nash all we want. But we really know what people want to hear. You know what people tune in for? A good old kayfabe tombola. Oh! That's our new tune to... That's our theme tune for the kayfabe tombola. <laughs> Let me explain to the good folks who are listening to the show what kayfabe tombola is. If this is the first time you're listening to the show, how dare you? We have 20 <laughs> other episodes. Where have you been? <laughs> we have more than 20 episodes and they're all fantastic. But also, thank you for listening. So, Kayfabe Tombola basically is a little game me and my friend Bryce will play. 
every week one of us takes turns to select a letter and a number from one to four from a to d and they will randomly be given a wrestler and a scenario they will have one minute to come up with a really good storyline based on that wrestler and that scenario it sounds simple what could go wrong Bryce knows exactly what could go wrong. <laughs> I've seen what can go wrong, yeah. Um, 90s I, maple syrup match, like RVD going to space. Melina. Fucking Melina being a World War II <laughs> jet fighter pilot. Oh, Nathan Jones. Nathan Jones on a pole match. Fucking Gangrel punting um, Gene Snitsky Gene into Snitsky, the crowd. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> the it's fun great. never stops. It's a great time. And I am happy to report that Bryce is going to be in trouble this week as well. <laughs> it is his week to select a leather number combination and to to, to kayfabe tombola. So we're going to see what happens. Bryce, would you like to pick a letter and a number for me, please? <sighs> um, give me this week. Give me uh, one, uh, number one, and give me the letter C, please. Okay. So you said one, one C? C for Charlie. Okay. Well, let me tell you some of the things you didn't get, okay? Okay. On the wrestler side, you could have had somebody you just mentioned, Gangrel. Oh, again. You didn't get him. You could have had friend of the show, Joey Janela. Oh, fucking hell. <laughs> let me tell you this. When you hear what the scenarios are, you're going to see why I really wish you to pick Joey Janela. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Joey Janela, who just hates being included in polls with the Miz. <laughs> Not a fan. One of the things he hates, he's an angry man. He's an angry man. Angry you don't have to worry about him. A child. Yeah. He's a little baby boy. But <laughs> put that on record. <laughs> Sexy Awesome said, Joey Janela is a little baby boy. <laughs> Take that, Joey. <laughs> Out of context, none of that makes any sense. <laughs> what the fuck? No. Anyway, you didn't get Joey Janela, and you didn't get Tugboat. Tugboat. <laughs> One of my favorites because his name is Tugboat. He's a no, boat. You didn't, didn't get him. You got my, my gimmick is I'm a boat. <laughs> yeah, like because he's not the he's not the driver of the boat. He's the he, tugboat. He's the tugboat. Yeah. <laughs> he's the right. And you think about boats, right? Hmm. Every other fucking boat is bigger than the tugboat. Yeah. Tugboat's what they use to bring in the big boats. Yeah, he's a wee boat. He's a wee boat. Yeah. He's a wee boat. Hear, hear us, Tugboat. Put, quote that as well. Sexy <laughs> Awesome said, you tugboat, tugboat is a wee boat. <laughs> Making kayfabe shoots on Joey Janela and Tugboat. Joey Janela, you are also a wee boot. Boot? A boot? <laughs> Canadian. <laughs> yeah, that was team, team Canada. Yeah, anyway, makes sense. Scott, Scottish guy and Irish guy in Team Canada. Like. Fucking may as well, dude, right? Anyway, you didn't get Tugboat, Joey Janela, or Gangrel, so they're out. Okay. Uh, you got. <laughs> I, I'm so. This is one of those Nathan Jones ones. You're like, oh yes, where did that one come from? You got Johnny Ace. Johnny Ace. John oh, Laurinaitis. Yeah, John Laurinaitis. All right, okay, Johnny Ace. Why haven't we used him before? It's so obvious, isn't it? <laughs> because like, how the oh. fuck do you make anything good out of Johnny Ace? But yeah. well, <laughs> well, my friend. <laughs> Please, remember you just said that. As I tell you, the scenarios you didn't get. So you <laughs> you didn't get that he goes on safari to one of those safari places where you can go on safari. I don't know, like Africa, I guess. Right? Didn't get that one. Is that, is that a storyline? That goes, was it. Just right. he goes on safari. Hey, it worked for Leo Kruger. We talked about that. Um, ah, 
He's a safari guy. So Johnny is. Uh, could work. But you didn't get that. You didn't get becomes a new hairstylist for Billy and Chuck. Also, I should mention Billy and Chuck are back together. <laughs> didn't get that one. And uh, you didn't get this one, which matches up very well with one of the wrestlers from earlier. You didn't get picks a fight with a podcast on the internet in order to make himself feel better. <laughs> you didn't get that one. Looking at you, Janela. <laughs> I was like, I was like, if the stars align and Bryce picks Joe Janela, picks a fight with a podcast on the internet in order to make himself feel better. Oh. <sighs> you didn't get that. You got Tell me. Tell me. Bryce, I'm so sorry. Uh, You're going to have one minute to tell me how Johnny Ace has a storyline where he has a mysterious box with something mysterious inside it. That's it. Okay. You have you have to you have to talk for a minute about that. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> yeah. I mean, sometimes the simple ones are the best, you know. <sighs> mysterious box mysterious box or um something mysterious is inside the box how, how mysterious are we talking here we're we talking very mysterious up to you my friend if you want to go full mysterious that's that's fair enough if you want to go okay. above average mysterious 60 percent, that's fair enough <laughs> this is 60 percent mysterious um <laughs> can we change your team name to 60 percent mysterious <laughs> <laughs> anyway bryce you're gonna have one minute Tell me a storyline where Johnny is has a mysterious box with something mysterious inside it. Are you ready? I think I've got something. Right. Let, let's uh, right, hit, hit, hit me with a timer. I'm, I'm ready to to ace this. Ace this game with Dumbola, Johnny. There you go. Okay. <laughs> well, I'm going to count you down from three. Then you're going to have one minute to tell me all about Johnny Yes and his mysterious box with the mysterious thing inside. Are you ready? <laughs> yes. I said, are you ready? That was my Triple H thing he used to do in DX. I like it. Yeah, I don't like it. I'm not going to do that again. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really weird. Never, never again. Anyway, here we go. Three, two, one. You better mysterious up that box. <laughs> so, so we've got um, Johnny Ace, who's also called John Laurinaitis, who was once upon a time the general manager of Raw, and and he's trying to get ratings at the show. He's trying to get ratings in from Monday Night Raw because they're falling. They're falling when he was um, general manager in like 2010 or whatever it was. So he starts thinking, what 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 can bring in ratings? I tell you what, I can bring in ratings. Some fucking mystery. So I'm gonna get this. Uh, I'm gonna get this big box. I'm gonna take it down to the ring, and I'm just gonna get people to guess what's inside it. So <laughs> Laurinaitis just comes out one day. Walks down the rank and he's got like a little kind of um, a big box with some wheels on it, and he's, he's he's he puts it into the ring and he's like, uh, "Hey everyone, guess what's in my box?" And everyone's guessing that this box is like literally like what five 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 foot ten or something like that. It's, it's tall as he is. <laughs> very and, specific. And, and, yeah, five foot ten. And and it, like, what's in the box? What's in the box? And then eventually, like nobody guesses what's in the box. This is like two hours into RAW, and they've just been guessing the box the whole time. And eventually, he says, "I'm going to reveal what it is." He opens a box, and it's Rey Mysterio. He said, oh shit, not, not a mysterious box. So it's a Mysterio box. Sorry, I, I meant to say Mysterio box. That was a typo. So, yeah, and then, then Rey Mysterio um, wins yeah. the World Championship. And, and... <laughs> <laughs> right after, as soon as he comes out of the box. Just straight away. <laughs> Rey Mysterio is not 5'10". Is, is my time up? 
Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. But I had to see what was in the box. Yeah. <laughs> but he's he's five te- he's like five foot four or something, but you've got to give him some space to breathe. You know, you can't yeah. just make a box that's exactly five foot four because then like you wouldn't want to you'd be claustrophobic, right? So yeah. yeah. Well there you go. People the said it box. be done. Yeah. But we did it. Mysterious box with a mysterio inside the mysterious box. The mysterio box. The mysterio box. Mm. See? Easy. Yeah. Easy. Do you see how much fun K-Vapes and Bolas are? Would you like to spare Bryce the the <laughs> the displeasure of having to answer my K-Vapes and Bolas that I write for him? Well, Please God. <laughs> God can't save you now, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> if you would like to contribute your own K-Vapes and Bolas, you can do so. You can email us at making uh, yeah. You can email us at making at gmail.com. You can suggest us some tombolas, or if you have any suggestions for rebookings you want to see us do on the show, feel free to send them in. You can also contact us on Twitter, at Making Kayfabe, if you want to send your uh, tombolas, and we DM there, or come up with little scenarios as well. We're always on there. There's always lots of fun content and polls to check out in the Twitter, so make sure you follow us and share it and all that fun stuff. And remember, if you guys can, to give us a little five-star review on some of those podcast websites, because that really helps us out, gets us noticed, and gets eyes on the show. And we, we really appreciate that. We want to grow. We want to be the best gosh dang wrestling podcast. We want to be the most sexy, awesome podcast <laughs> in the world. And we can only do it with your help. So if you, you know, just a little five-star review, you know, a minute out of your day helps us so much. And also... You gotta check out our T-shirts at uh, Redbubble. What's the the Redbubble? Uh, making kfabe.redbubble.com. That's making kfabe.redbubble.com. I was close. I don't know what I said. <laughs> I don't think it was close. <laughs> but you can see we got some T-shirt designs up there, including a very special one made by our very own sexy awesome Bryce. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. And we got some other designs up there as well. They're all really cool. Check them out if you're that way inclined. That would really. Our good friend the, Tyler at Blank Faith Digital. Yes, exactly. Tyler has done some great work. He was on the show. We we, we had him on. He was great. Great boy. That was fun, wasn't it? That was uh, a good. That was a good episode. Yeah. Book it like Russo. Yes, Book it like Russo. If this is your first time listening to the show, definitely check out Book it like Russo immediately. You've, you've got to see Pope Austin. You got to hear that story, man. It is a treat. But <laughs> that's the show. We want to thank you very much for listening, guys, because you know you really help us make that show. You know, your support, you guys listen to us, really makes us, makes our day, you know. I've got a, I've got a clue for next week as well. Yes, of course, because Bryce, you're going to be doing next week's show. So would you like to give us a little teaser, a little, little, little something, something, a little my mysterious clue, box? Mm. A, little, a little mysterious box, maybe? Hmm? Mm. Uh, my clue for next week is Big Red Circle. Xbox? Uh, no. Remember your Xbox? We get like the Ring of Death. Yeah, the, the, the Red Ring of Death. Yeah. Yeah, it's not. It's not a sentient Xbox. Yeah. Also happens when you eat too much curry. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yep. 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 Red Circle. Yeah. I'm trying to guess your. We've moved on from the Xbox. I'm trying to guess. What <laughs> you have to try to guess what it is. Like you, you'll yeah. find out. You'll find out. Well, obviously I'll find out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on the show. <laughs> so there you go there's a little teaser for next week make sure you check out next week's episode because it's going to be a barn burner and not only that but Bryce is going to give me a K-Pip Nabola that I'll probably hit so you want to <laughs> tune in for that that's going to be great 
but that's it. That's the show. Thank you very much for listening, guys. We really appreciate it. You're you're all sexy, awesome. That's I guess that's a new thing for people. <laughs> we'll see you next week at Slamboree. What a Slamboree! A little bit of Slamboree. Oh, shucks.